good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Eurofolk Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim Ram, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. And this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach, and I don't treat diseases, I don't even treat people. Simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health, and when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself, the body knows how to fix itself, it has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed, because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. You can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. And there's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about there are there, including the new Care device, which is at the top of the homepage. We encourage you to check that out. And while you're there, make sure you hit the radio shows tab. And at the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. And then uh, scroll, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry about that. Scroll down a little further and you'll see the information about the shows we do, when they're on and how you listen. And then at the bottom of the page is the link to the uh, Facebook page set up for show as well as the Telegram channel. Now keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Eurofolk Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Say that three times fast. Anyway, here we are. <laughs> and, boy, I'll tell you what, the Dems are taking the heat now after what they pulled off down there in Florida. Uh, it's grabbing every single piece of paper and Trump's, you know, that entire building. Restaurant menus, even the cleaning laundry tags off of Melania's clothing in the closet. <laughs> you talk about a giant unconstitutional fishing expedition. Uh I think they're going to end up taking a whole load of crap over that. Supposedly, polls that are already out say over 90% of Americans do not like what's going on down there. And one of the highest rated um, Google searches to this date, as of uh, since the other day when that raid was pulled off, is Civil War. <laughs> Something to think about. People are getting kind of P.O.'d. <laughs> Probably more than Roger was at the end of his show. <laughs> but anyway, and all I got to say about that is, does it surprise you? Just like I said yesterday, um, I think we were off the air by that point. But uh, really doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, these people are dead set determined to figure out any way they possibly can to make sure that Trump can't run again in any way, shape, or form. And everything they do just seem to backfire on them, which is just peachy as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, nearly one in six fully injected for COVID American adults now suffers from serious health problems. You know, all you people that, you know, I'm sure there's nobody on this 
listening here, but all them folks that went out and dutifully rolled up their sleeves like little lemmings uh, to the tune of the Pied Piper, uh, Fauci and Gates and Tedros and Burks and who's that bimbo at this uh, COVID death cult? Um, I can't even remember her name, don't really care. And, uh, of course, uh, Trump and uh, Biden. They all just went out and rolled up their sleeves without doing any research as to what was in those bioweapons. And now one in six, not quite 20%, but getting pretty close, now have serious health problems. Ain't that just something? And according to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, within two to five years, or no, by the end of this year, actually, according to her, these people will be experiencing the signs of full-blown vaccine and air quotes around those things, bioweapon-created AIDS. And then, of course, the uh, other person we played yesterday, according to her, within three to five years, everybody who got at least one COVID shot, assuming they didn't get the placebo, will be dead. Uh, interesting. Recently, John Zogby Strategies conducted a survey revealing that upwards of 15% of all American adults who got injected for the Wuhan coronavirus now suffer from at least one serious health condition. Commissioned by Children's Health Defense, which is uh, JFK Jr.'s, uh, or RFK Jr.'s uh, uh, site, um, the survey aimed to assess the attitudes and overall health of American adults, many of whom fell, in, fell for the Operation Warp Speed scam and are now paying the price for it. And I've seen several of them, and it ain't pretty. Of those who participated in the survey, 67% indicated that they received one or more doses of the injection, while the remaining 33% said no to experimental drugs from the government. Of the injected group, 6% took just one dose, 28% took two doses, 21% received three doses, and the remaining 12% took four or more injections. These are the ones who the, have the little sign around their neck saying, special kind of stupid. All in all, 15% of the fully jabbed group have since been diagnosed by a medical professional as having a new health condition that was not present pre-injection. These conditions appeared within weeks or even days post-injection. The fact that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, a.k.a. the COVID death cult, reports more than 232 million Americans aged 18 to 65 have taken at least one dose of the COVID-19 injection, and 15% of those surveyed report a newly diagnosed condition is concerning and needs further study, says Laura Bono, or Bono, B-O-N-O, whatever that is, the executive director of CHD. The mRNA injection technology is new, and clinical trials naturally have no long-term data because they're still doing them, and you guys is the guinea pigs. CHD believes this survey points to the need for further study. 67% of injected, including those with new health problems, still say getting jabbed was a good decision. Again, special kind of stupid. The largest single demographic of people who participated in the survey, 32% are Hispanic, 21% are African American, meanwhile only 7% are Caucasian. Hmm. Usually the Caucasians are the dumbest ones of the bunch, but yeah, anyway, the number of liberals and two conservatives who participated clocks in at a ratio of about 2 to 1. <laughs> oh, isn't that special? 
Well, that's one way to increase the voter rolls of the uh, uh, conservatives and kill off the liberals with all the jabs. I bet they, I didn't think they planned that one out all the way. Kind of an unintended consequence. With a number of moderates also in the mix, also, overall, the goal was to take a representative sampling of people who injected and both injected and uninjected, as well as both for and against the shots, and even a few with a natural neutral stance. The follow-up questions that were asked uh, following the initial survey called on respondents with diagnosed medical conditions to select all that apply from a list of jab-associated health conditions. The top five mentioned include blood clots at 21%, heart attack at 19%, liver damage at 18%, leg and or lung clots, deep vein thrombosis or pulmonary embolism, embolist, uh, 17%, stroke at 15%. Amazingly, 67% of those who got injected, including those who are now sick and damaged because of it, still say it was a good decision that they do not regret. That's the stupid hubris and ego of mimicking Trump. <laughs> it's a great idea. These things are safe and effective, even though people are dropping like soccer players. Anyway, only 10% of the jabs say they regret their decision. Eh, just wait until it gets worse. When asked if they know anyone else who is now injured post-injection, 26% of the respondents said yes. <laughs> the bulk of those being in the 18 to 29 age group, followed by the 30 to 49 age group. People who should be enjoying their life and, uh, or at least, semi-healthy, but not anymore. Number one condition cited was blood clots at 28%, followed by stroke at 20%, autoimmune disease at 19%, lung clots at 16 and heart attack at 15 percent sorry about that throat goobers all in all when asked their level of trust in the government to handle future pandemics, 23 <laughs> percent indicated that they now have more trust based on how covid was handled special kind of stupid 34 percent on the other hand said their level of trust has decreased Surveys included 1,038 American adults of all ages, and the margin of error is plus or minus 3.1%, and 829 18- to 49-year-olds. Oh, those aren't adults? <laughs> huh. Interesting. Uh, with a margin of error of 3.5%, plus or minus, both polls were fielded July 22nd to 24th, and data sets were pre-stratified and weighted to be representative of their respective populations. Error margins are higher for subgroups. <laughs> okay, bottom line, the smart ones were the ones that didn't get jabbed and just left it to the natural immunity. <coughs> Vitamin D could have easily stopped COVID from spreading, reveals medical doctor. <laughs> Joel S. Hersham, Hershorn the Blue State Conservative is once again reiterating something I have to wait, where do we go? His belief that vitamin D could have been the solution to the Wuhan coronavirus, not injections. Anything other than injections could have been the solution. <laughs> but science-based clinically verified medical nutrition would be numero uno. If everyone who wanted to warn uh, wanted to would have gotten a blood test for vitamin D rather than take a fraudulent PCR test for an alleged virus that, quite frankly, has never been isolated, 
millions of lives could have been saved. You don't even have to take the blood test, just take the vitamin D. And if the smart ones will take the other 89 essential nutrients that go along with vitamin D, so it would work, because vitamin D without the mineral cofactors is pretty much worthless. Excellent research has found that you need a blood test or a blood level of at least 50 nanograms per milliliter. Hirshhorn writes, sadly, very few people get their blood tested for vitamin D. Past studies have generally found Americans have much lower levels. Generally speaking, health authorities around the world could have told people to either go outside in the sun without sunscreen every day for a few minutes or... Take, say, 5,000 international units of vitamin D3 supplement every day, which is a safe amount. Instead, they pushed lockdowns, masks, and now injections. It is a disgrace that governments worldwide have not promoted use of vitamin D and that physicians have not urged their patients to take it. That's because they're idiots. Uh. All this is inexplicable unless you see the evil influence of Big Pharma. All the U.S. government officials who pushed in injections over vitamin D, especially Fauci, should be criminally prosecuted. Without a doubt. Hirshhorn says he personally takes 8,000 IU of vitamin D every day, which is perfectly safe amount. Some people take, uh, safely take upwards of 50,000 or even 100,000 IU of vitamin D, D daily. Though it is important to also take K2 and both MK4 and MK7 types for proper synthesis. Not one word about minerals. And this shows the ignorance of the MDs. If you take you know, a low amount of vitamin D but you have the mineral cofactors, it's better taken than 100,000 IU without it. And that's the thing. They don't understand this stuff. They ought to listen to Dead Doctors Don't Lie by Dr. Wallach. Taking just that relatively modest amount, Hirshhorn says his most recent blood test showed in the low 60s, which is considered optimal. He also takes quercetin, zinc, and vitamin C. Uh, again, 88 short <laughs> for an added immune boost. Anyway, enough of this MD stuff. Do, 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 do. He's on the edge, he's at the tip of the iceberg, but the, <laughs> he's got a lot of learning to do. World's largest rice exporter, India, warns of output crisis amid heat wave. You think that's uh, accidental? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Victims, medical professionals speak out about injuries caused by COVID jabs. Yeah. More and more, Thailand to demote COVID to same disease category as flu and dengue. Biden administration turns down Washington mayor's request for National Guard assistance to counter entry of illegals. <laughs> oh, ain't that just a shame. Getting a taste of the everything they've been pushing. Navy offering up to $65,000 to pay off student loans of recruits as enlistment figures continue to decline. Yeah, smart people ain't enlisting no more. They don't want to take them jabs. $65,000 ain't worth your life. And most people figure that out. Hollywood execs sexually abuse children, attest former Nickelodeon actress. Nothing new there. <laughs> Craving a snack late at night? Try these six sleep-promoting desserts. 
<laughs> Prepper Essentials. What to include in your SHTF first aid kit? Hmm. That might be interesting. <laughs> Having a uh, crap hit the fan first aid kit before disaster strikes helps ensure that you are prepared for to treat different ma minor or major wounds. Check the list below for ideas on what items you need in your first aid kit. Organize all your items in your first aid kit so that when disaster strikes, you don't waste precious seconds looking for a certain item. The kit itself should be portable enough so that you can easily and quickly bring it with you when, uh, when treating an injured person. You can use a large fishing tackle box to organize the supplies in your first aid kit. Place large items in the bottom of the box. Boy, now there's a good clue. <laughs> Keep smaller items organized in the trays because it works better that way. The big ones don't fit in the trays. <laughs> Alternatively, you can use an emergency response trauma bag as a first aid kit. These bags are easy to carry, but they don't have the same options to separate and view supplies as a fishing tackle box. Don't skimp on the bags or items in your first aid kit. When disaster strikes, you'll be glad you bought high-quality items for your kit, and you'll be dealing with a life-or-death situation. Supplies for major wounds. When SHTF, you might have to deal with major injuries like broken bones and deep cuts if you don't have access to emergency medical services. So you want to have elastic bandages. Use elastic bandages for a sprain or torn ligament. You can also use on uh, use or to secure a splint in place. An eye cup, debris that uh, can scratch eye, the eye can be serious, and chemical exposure can cause blindness. Use an eye cup to flush the eyes of the patient. If you have enough space in your kit, include a full eye flush kit. Hemostats. These were big back in the uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Well, probably still are with the people that smoke the roaches from time to time. Great little uh, holders. <laughs> Use a hemostat to close a vein in the uh, patient of a or if the patient has a severed limb. This will help prevent the essential. Uh, this will help prevent is essential. Boy, they need to proofread these things before they post them to prevent fatal amounts of blood loss. A hemostat can save a life. Medical scissors. Use a sharp pair of medical scissors to cut off jeans from a wounded patient or to remove bandages. If a patient is wearing a skirt, do not waste time looking for jeans. Just kidding. Structural aluminum malleable splint, or a SAM splint. SAM splint can be cut with surgical scissors and is light and easy to carry. It's made of light aluminum and one quarter inch foam can, uh, and can be formed to fit almost any break. Sling or combat cravat. Use the sling to prevent, uh, keep broken arms stationary. A thermometer. Several uh, to a severe infection or illness can cause a fever and knowing the temperature of the patient matters. If a fever gets over 102, apply emergency cooling measures. That's actually should be a little higher than that, but fever's a good thing. But it's the way the body fights things off. And unless it gets closer to 103 to 104, you're generally just let it go. Tourniquet. One-hand tourniquet can be easily applied and adjusted to the right tightness. Tweezers. You'll need tweezers to remove small contaminants from wounds. Alcohol towelettes. 
cleaning the wound area. Oh, baby, that'll be fun. <laughs> and the wound area around it if you don't have access to soap and water. Uh, also, if you can get betadine, that works very, very well and is not quite as uh, painful as alcohol. Bacterial ointments uh, used to kill bacteria that might cause an infection. <laughs> Butterfly closures used to close wounds where the skin is open or separated. Butterfly closures help reduce bleeding and protect the wound. Cloth knuckle bandages. Use this to bandage small cuts and scrapes on the knuckle area. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Clotting agent. Clotting agent will make the clotting process go faster and stop the bleeding. And if you don't have the clotting agent, good old... Uh, cayenne pepper, if it's not irradiated especially, will help quite a bit with clotting. Large bandages, gauze pads that are 4x6 or 2x3 inches are the best size for treating medium-sized wounds. Medical tape, use medical tape to hold gauze in place. Regular adhesive bandages, used to protect the wound and scab from friction, uh, bacteria, uh, friction, bacteria, damage, and dirt. Safety pins, used to secure triangular bandages. Syringe, to help uh, use a syringe, clean syringe and potable water to clean wound with dirt and debris. Triangular bandages can be used as large dressings and slings to support the limb. Yeah, we kind of covered that one. Uh, Post-HSHTF uh, hygiene. When treating wounds, your first aid could also include antibacterial hand cleaner. I highly recommend PureWorks. Uh, face diaper. An N95 face diaper will help protect open wound from any germs you might accidentally breathe into it. <laughs> and we talked about this yesterday. N95s are designed to protect the wearer, not anybody around the wearer. You know, you're better off if you're worried about that with a regular surgical face diaper. Sterile rubber gloves. Pack sterile use uh, single-use gloves. And dun, 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 dun. And that's basically all their list is there, but in case anybody's interested in that, it's in the chat room. Doo, 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 doo. Uh, Mike read him, so I thought so. <laughs> he sell 95 masks or what? I'll tell you what. <laughs> People need to do a little research on these things. You know, they don't call it a respirator for nothing. It's designed to protect the wearer. Uh, and it blows all the crap that you exhale out through that little vent into the air. Hmm. And into your wound, if necessary, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. And that's assuming, you know, that you believe in the uh, germ theory that these little bacteria whatnots are, are really going to cause an infection. Or if it's just contaminants and toxins in the area. Oh, First I wanted to tell you, too, that was uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Uh, Dolores um, Cahill from Ireland that we listened to yesterday. Ah, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Thank and you. And if Roger's listening, I said no more coffee today. Not more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I just had my first sip. <laughs> but it is not your average coffee. This is uh, uh, Gano XL. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it um, doesn't have any caffeine. And it has organic germanium that gives you the boost, but not the drop. And it's a, a special grade of organic Brazilian coffee. And uh, it's the only thing, basically the only thing I buy. 
and other than when I'm out and about someplace and forced to use other stuff, that's really the only thing I drink. And it's uh, detoxifying. The, it uses reishi mushrooms and uh, really good stuff. But anyway, you know, I stopped coffee, coffee years ago and uh, stopped coffee and soda at the same time. And I had the most uh, nastiest headaches for like seven days withdrawal symptoms on those things. Yeah, the blood vessels were trying oh, to expand, huh? Baby, I'm telling you what. And <laughs> I said, I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> so and I don't drink no soda. Saturday and... Night Live during Jimmy Carter, uh, you know, and he had his sweaters on and <clears throat> turning down the thermostat. And uh, so Rosalind gives him a coffee but it's decaf and he, he says you think i drink this swill to keep my mouth warm <laughs> uh, i'm surprised he didn't have peanut coffee developed by george washington carver <laughs> uh, who knows but anyway let's see can't make this stuff up new york city mayor admits illegal aliens who fled violent drug cartels are now flying new york city over fears of rampant crime <laughs> Uh, they get, they get driven, you know, bust in or flown in by uh, Abbott out of Texas. They get to New York and we ain't staying here. This is more dangerous than where we came from. <laughs> oh man. Yep, can't make this stuff up. Biden regime wages lawless ter terror crusade against Trump's America. Yeah, it's just a matter of time now that they they're demonizing Trump and. Uh, the next step is to demonize any of his supporters and label us as, you know, not not saying that we're supporters, but labeling them as domestic terrorists. And they'll start kicking doors on individuals and stealing of every piece of paper in their house, too. Oh, good grief. It's going to get crazy. Eugenicist, who said billions must soon die, called for the same number of survivors as was engraved on the Georgia Guidestones. As vaccine or injection genocide is carried out by the CDC and Big Pharma. Hmm. Isn't that special? Let's see who this eugenicist cyst is. And I've got the uh, typical mountain of skulls here. According to this news story via Epic Times, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has claimed that there were was no known association between heart inflammation and COVID-19 injections as of late October 2021. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting because in October of 2020, they had the uh, information, the slideshow, which I have, and was presented to the uh, uh, FDA that listed a whole crap storm of potential side effects, including myocarditis and pericarditis, and multiple system, uh, uh, what is it, multiple system inflammation syndrome or multiple organ inflammation syndrome in children, something that never existed prior to the advent of these things. So, uh, they's lying again. Reporting within that story that CDC officials made the false claim in response to Freedom of Information Act requests for reports from a CDC team that is focused on analyzing the risk of post-injection myocarditis and pericarditis, two forms of heart inflammation, both of which uh, were being detected at much higher rates than usual after the COVID-19 VAX program was started, 
While the CDC claimed that no such links were known prior to October 2021, ANP reported numerous times there were. Let's see here. Such as within this June 5th, 2021 story, titled with, with Zombie Rage and a Dose of Deviltry? <laughs> I don't know what this is. <laughs> Anywho, um... Yeah, if I I could dig through my records and find that uh, slideshow again, but I've gone over it before, and it was uh, it was October twenty second of twenty twenty, I believe that thing was introduced, and it specifically listed both of those. So, I'm sure if the FDA had it, CDC did too. So they lying again. That's all these people do. Ban Russians everywhere, Zelensky demands. How about we ban Zelensky everywhere? I think that would be a better deal. More nightmare shortages are coming thanks to this emerging conspiracy. Ooh, a new conspiracy. In a recent interview with Bloomberg, the executive vice president of UPS asserted that rational regionalization of the supply chain is critical to economic stability in a world where geopolitical conflicts continue expanding. Ooh. The word regionalization is basically another way to describe decentralization, a concept which the UPS representative obviously did not want to dive into. <laughs> Although every trade expert in the industry insider admits that supply chain problems are going to persist into the foreseeable future, and some are starting to also admit in a roundabout way that localized production and trade models are the key to economic survival. Think globally, source locally. Localized production and trade are two challenges I and many other alternative economists have been talking about for a decade or more. The globalist de uh, dynamic of interdependency is a disaster waiting to happen, and now it's happening. Without decentralized mining of raw materials, local manufacturing, locally sourced goods, local food production, and locally integrated trade networks, there can be no true stability. All it takes for the system to implode is one or two crisis events, and the economy's ability to meet public demand stagnates. The system doesn't completely stop, but it does slowly shrivel and degrade. We've seen examples of this recently, and they have the picture of the... Uh, evergreen <laughs> uh, boat in the canal wedged in there. Who can forget the saga of the evergreen, of evergreen, which halted traffic through the world's most vital choke point for six days. <laughs> that was, it's wedged in there pretty good. <laughs> More recently, the war in Ukraine has been the scapegoat for supply chain disruptions, but these issues started long before that. Years of central bank stimulus and fiat money creation have triggered the inevitable landslide of inflation and stagflation that alternative economists have been warning about. Price inflation is a direct contributor to production declines and supply chain disruptions because costs continually rise for manufacturers. Also, wages of workers cannot keep up with the rising prices, inspiring many employees to quit and work for them, look for work them elsewhere. Uh, all of this leads to less supply or lower production and thus even higher prices. Malice or incompetence? I'd say combination of both. 
when the fine when he finally admitted that he was wrong on inflation, Paul Krugman and claimed to no one saw this coming. Yeah, right. This is the same thing mainstream economists have said after the crash of 2008. It was a lie back then, and it's a lie now. Plenty of people saw it coming. coming. We've been repeating uh, our warning for years, but they didn't want to listen, or they did not want us to be heard. Krugman is perhaps the world's most uh, worst and most arrogant liberal economist mouthpiece in the U.S., and though he blatant, belatedly acknowledged the inflation and supply chain uh, threat, after arguing for the past two years that it was transitory, he now claims that the traditionally accepted indicators of recession don't matter anymore. Don't matter anymore, and that there was no downturn. How many times can this guy be proven ignorant and still keep his job? Well, you can ask the same question about everybody in Congress, the White House, <laughs> a few other places. It's this kind of disinformation that keeps the public in the dark on what is likely to happen. And even though some are starting to wake up, maybe it's because of stupidity and ego, or maybe it's a deliberate attempt to keep the population docile. I say it is deliberate. Yeah, and uh, fluoride and water helps with that. In either case, the American people are being put in great danger when it comes to the false narrative on inflation and the supply chain. The longer they are led to believe the disaster will simply go away on its own, the less time they have to prepare. Prepare how, though? <laughs> I've covered that extensively here. It's up to you to ensure the security and well-being of yourself and your family. Mm -hmm. Eliminate dependencies where you can. Source locally where you can't. Making sure your financial security isn't completely dependent on the whims of the Federal Reserve is a good consideration as well. Since the days of the Roman Empire, high-value, easily portable, precious, uh, physically precious metals, which are also untraceable, uninflatable, and don't rely on a world, first world infrastructure to retain their value, have been seen as the ultimate safe haven. I doubt that that will ever change. Bottom line is this. Things are only to, going to get worse from here on. Maybe slowly or maybe quickly, depending on a handful of factors. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, anybody have anything uh, they want to bring up? Or any comments on this stuff? One, one out of eight, every 800 over 60 gets vaccinated for COVID dies. Ooh. Yowzer. I'm over 60. Glad I didn't get ejected, injected it in. Yeah, one out of every every 800 people over 60 who gets injected dies. Well, they're going to die anyway. The question is, how soon do they die? A Dutch vaccinologist who has co-developed various injections says that those, those for the Wuhan coronavirus are exceptionally deadly. According to Dr. Theo Schetters, one out of every 800 people over the age of 60 who gets jabbed for the Fauci flu will die because of it. This is an absolutely high death rate and one that the Western media refuses to acknowledge. As far as the American public is concerned, Chinese virus injections are safe and effective and stop COVID in its tracks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is according to the government officials and the media talking heads who insist that we all need to just shut up and roll up our sleeves. Like good little lemmings. 
The Dutch government, Shedders, uh, says, found that excess deaths in the Netherlands are pronounced ever since the rollout of the shots under Operation Warp Speed. The timing of when they are administered as well as the number of injections also plays a role. Yeah, it seems like everything that the U.S. exports, you know, McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, Domino's, whatever, the worst export this country's ever done is the COVID jabs from Warp Speed. Uh, Sarge? Yeah. Didn't I, uh, didn't I hear yesterday, I might have heard it on this program or, on, or another one, maybe I heard it on video, uh, the COVID jab, the latest statistics are that it is 7,200% uh, more mm-hmm. deadly than all vaccines combined in the 30 years that they've been tracking adverse reactions. Yeah, I've covered it here and I'm sure others have as well. Um, 7,204% to be exact. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, more deadly than all the other jabs over the last 30 years combined. It's crazy. Yeah, so it's it's not that it's just more deadly. Mm-hmm. It's 7,204% more deadly. It's the deadliest of the deadly. <laughs> yeah. It's the black mamba of jabs. <laughs> oh, man. And, by the way, <laughs> if you drink your pee for six months and put it on a bite, you'll be immune to Black Mamba. <laughs> I don't know if the same is true for uh, these jabs, uh, but if you're drinking your pee, chances are you're smart enough not to take the shots anyway. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> if you drink it, you're in luck. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, the only thing I can say is uh, I've experimented with various forms of urotherapy over the last couple of weeks, and my toenail fungus is going away. Yep. I'll tell you what. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'll take the fungus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm telling you, for a while there, it was like a humongous fungus among us. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, everybody has to make their own choices. You know, it's there if you want it. It's not, it's there if you don't want it. <laughs> It's yeah, always there because it's manufactured is. daily it's on the a, premises. That's what, this inform- that's what this program is. It's a jumping off point so you can make your own health decisions. Exactly. I don't push one thing or the other. I just put it out there and do what you want with it. <laughs> and if I happen to play with it, I'll let you know how my experience. And I'll tell you what. I've been shooting it up my nose and I've been putting it in my eyes and my vision seems to be clearing up and my sinuses are better than they've been in a long, long time. And I just recently switched to the uh, charged water from the Itericare. I'm giving that a shot. I've got my little sprayer, and I uh, I replace it every day because the charging only lasts about 24 hours. But um, I've been uh, shooting it up my nose. I put it in my navel, my little belly button, because that's the connection point. I got that from Dr. Group. I think that's a good idea. And I don't see that anywhere else. I, I use the uh, Itericare device, pointing it right at it. And then I put the charged water in there. I figure, hey, might be interesting to see what comes about that. But we'll see. And uh, my blood pressure came down about 20 points overnight, which is a good thing. Uh, been working, you know, been, That's been slowly creeping back up. So I uh, started playing around with that and got her down to a uh, decent range. And, uh, by the way, I, I don't know if, um, I'm sure I'm trying to remember. Somebody sent me an email yesterday about blood pressure 
and wanting to know whether the iTeraCare device can help with it. And all I can say is I've seen videos, and one of the uh, um, testimonies on the website actually is where a guy is talking about how his blood pressure has come down after using the device. Uh, apparently is helping me a little bit, um, and others have had good results. The other thing you can do that most people don't think about um, is deep breathing. <laughs> that is one of the easiest things you can do to drop your blood pressure a good 10-15 points in a few minutes. If you take your blood pressure and it's up higher than you want it to be, just do five minutes of good deep breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, and take it again, and chances are it'll drop a good 10-15 points. Um, and that's you're oxygenating your blood, which is making it more efficient. So your you don't have your your heart and your uh, arteries don't have to pump so hard to get the job done. So it just uh, it's common sense and it's physics, so uh, and biology, but uh, or biophysics. There we go. <laughs> and and if you go into the doctor for your six month checkup, which <laughs> is the only reason about you should ever for that. That and and a lot of people have to do that just to maintain their health insurance and stuff like that. Show up for the appointment ten minutes early and do some deep breathing in the car before you go in. Yep. Yeah, and because you need to, if you're like me, because I have white coat hypertension, just walking into a doctor's office, my blood pressure spikes. Uh, <laughs> that was one yeah. of the things I was dealing with years ago when I was still going to an MD. Is my blood pressure was way up, and I no matter what I did. I'd be checking it at home, and by the time I got to the doctor's office and they checked it there, it was probably 15, 20 points higher just by walking in there. <laughs> and wow. she was always, I'm going to put you on medicine. Listen, you can prescribe all day long, but I ain't taking it. And uh, I finally fired her and got on board Longevity, and 30 days later, it was 99 over 77. And uh, back, back when I was single, I would have suggested, if you want my blood pressure lower, take your coat off <laughs> but don't take any more off otherwise that shit might spike yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that was in my younger my wilder days uh okay <laughs> yeah but i think the last time i was at a doctor i think it was somewhere around 2008 i think something like that wow. and you know luckily Thanks be to COVID, <laughs> the, uh, where my wife was working, I was on her insurance at the hospital, and they were doing this yearly thing we had to go in for, they called it biometric screening. And they'd take your blood pressure and your you know, BMI and all this junk. And uh, the last couple of years, it's been canceled because of COVID, so they, but they continued giving the discounts for people, which made my wife happy. But then uh, she changed jobs, and I'm on her policy now but they're they're so small there's only like 30 or 40 people working the place so they don't have anything organized like that and uh, you know they'll never see me unless i get run over by a bus or shot anyway so you know yeah trauma care that's that's all they're good for exactly you know that's the people well, you just sign up for medicare why would i do that <laughs> they only pay for what kills you just like regular insurance I don't want that either, you know, unless I get hit by a bus or shot, you know, I'm good. Yeah, and they restrict the kind of care you can get, so basically mm -hmm. they're only um, allowing the homicidal care. Exactly. You know, MDA, MDB, MDC, and uh, no choice at all, basically. They're all cooking from the same cookbook. Yeah.
the cookbook of kind witchcraft of, and sorcery. Kind of like the Associated Press. All the radio and TV stations are, yeah. are pulling their news from the same controlled source. Oh, yeah. I just love it when people put together the um, composite things of... Uh, all the news media saying this and the you know the the picture gets small you know each individual picture gets smaller but you see thousands of them there and they're all saying the same thing at the same time six o'clock news it's a conspiracy theory you know know, come on (laughs) you know all you gotta do is watch one of those and it gives you an idea of what's going on it's amazing but, yeah, but then again, there are some people that are so brain dead that you can even show them that and they don't. And the thing is, it. you could literally do one every single day. Yeah. Whatever's on the, you know, and here, in, here in Columbus, you got 4, 6, 10, 28, and whatever's on one is on the other, and that's almost verbatim. And you could literally yeah, every single day put all the TV sets next to each other, turn them all on, and they'll all be saying the same thing at the same time. And uh, it's crazy. But people get glued to that stuff. I want to know what's happening. (laughs) One of the ones I saw, it wasn't even a news story or a national news story. It was a PSA announcement. Yeah, everything they put out there is a lie. Yeah. Even if it doesn't need to be. I used to work with a guy like that. He would lie even though the truth would serve him better. It's just because Mm -hmm. that was his nature. And he was a cop. Wow. And I did not want to be involved with that dude on any cases. You know, we every said he's going into court. What's he going to do? Test a lie is what we called it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I told him, he said, you know, you don't want me as a witness because I'm going to tell the truth. <laughs> so whatever you go in there and say, the jury's going to hear two different stories and they're going to say, what? <laughs> And well, that's you know that that's unfortunate because that casts this big a yeah. suspicion of doubt on you as it does on him. Mm-hmm. So, All they know is there's two different stories. Somebody's lying; they don't know who it is. So that actually damages your credibility. All I got to do is put me on a box. I'll guarantee I'll volunteer. <laughs> I'll take a polygraph. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yep. yep. But, you know, that's the thing. And I just stayed as far away from that dude as possible. That's like every time, you know, I was a shift supervisor, and every time the FBI came into town, I'd say, where are you guys going to be working? Why? So I can get as far away from you as humanly possible. (laughs) I want nothing to do with you people. Uh And that was in the 80s, you know. You know, I knew back then. People didn't realize back then, uh, I don't know if it's still that case, but there's three ways you can qualify to be an FBI agent. You can either be a lawyer, an accountant, or a police officer with eight years of experience on the job. And you know how many FBI agents are from number three? <laughs> Probably one in a thousand. They're yeah. all the lawyers and accountants. Cops that have been on the job for at least eight years know better. <laughs> You know, I've I've been to the FBI Academy. It's literally the largest, world's largest gerbil habitat. And they actually say that themselves. It looks like a big gerbil habitat. It's huge. And they tell you, go through this gerbil tube to this thing. <laughs> it's crazy. And uh, I was there for a three-week forensic photography school. And back in 1988, I was certified as a forensic photography expert by the FBI, which back then it actually meant something. Now, not so much. 
But um, the one thing it did help with is I can look at virtually any photograph that was allegedly taken on the moon and tell you why it wasn't. <laughs> That's the one thing I've really used it for. <laughs> yeah, and you don't need to you don't need to see the photograph with the soda bottle on the shuttle landing gear. No. Or the lander the lander landing gear. I saw another one the other day that I had never seen before. It was really interesting. It was the guy coming down allegedly um what's his chops um uh Neil Armstrong allegedly coming down to make your know, one small step for man one giant leap for mankind and one of the um uh big beams or something that was holding all the, the stuff up in the in the hangar where it was done came crashing down <laughs> and guys came running in off the sides to get it and he's like what <laughs> cut uh, take two <laughs> Well, I, I came across an interesting piece of information. Uh, <clears throat> what does uh, Neil A. spell backwards? A liar. <laughs> a lion or something like that. Alien. Guessing. Alien, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, alien. Alien. So Neil, so Neil A. backwards is alien. So when you're asking who was the first one to land on the earth or on the moon, Alien. Uh, oh, it was an alien. <laughs> you know, I did find it interesting that he would never talk about that stuff off, you know, he, he'd never wanted to do interviews and um, anything like that. He really, I think, had a conscience and it was burning in him. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I've got, I've got all the, you know, the, was it only a paper moon? A funny thing happened on the way of the moon. The one that's really cool is astronauts gone wild. And this guy goes and find, tracks down all the Apollo astronauts and puts a Bible in front of them and says, put your hand on this Bible and swear that you went to the moon. And only one of them would, had the you know, lack of character and would be willing to purge himself like that, that did. The rest of them cussed him out, ran away, punched him, all kinds of stuff. That's an interesting video to watch. Um, but, man. Who was the one? What's that? Who was the one, Buzz? Um, I'm not sure. I can't. It's been so long since I watched it. I can't remember which one it was. Might have been. Um, I think it was one of the more prominent guys. So it may have been. But um, you know, it's it's funny how you know they had to uh, with Apollo 13. They had to come up with a real cliffhanger kind of thing because by that time, every time they interrupted uh, TV regular broadcast for. Uh, the um, the moon missions people were calling in complaining because they were preempting i love lucy <laughs> more people wanted to watch that than the moon stuff <laughs> so oh we got to have a real cliffhanger let's houston we have a problem <laughs> and you know mm -hmm. the guys uh what was a i can't remember which one one the one that burned it was one of the early ones where Apparently those guys were torqued off and at least one or two of them were going to go public and tell what a hoax it was. And that was the end of them. Uh, but anywho, you know, it's not good for your health to be um, a uh, whistleblower in the Apollo program. I just had to somehow or another work that into health-related stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Oh, no, man. I think one of the reasons why the astronauts didn't want to uh, discuss uh, the moon landing is that anybody that did like body language interpretation uh, would have ripped them to shreds. Probably. Pointed out every every lie they did. Yeah. And uh, it, just amazing. The you know every, you know it, you look at this stuff. You're you know it's just like everything else. You don't start your education until you get out of school, is what it really boils down to. It's just a place to be indoctrinated for all these years. You know, if I if if I had kids again, man, would things be done differently? <laughs> yeah, they would not see any. They'd never see the inside of a public school or a private school, for that matter. And when I was right. teaching at a Christian school, I said my kids would never come here. <laughs> uh, uh, it was just crazy, you know. I, I honestly believe that um, to, educating your kids yourself is so much better. Uh, number one, it it puts a bond between the people that should be bonded, the parents and the children, as opposed to the indoctrinators and the children. And nobody has more at stake than the parents do, you know, and. Uh, just I, you know, when I look at the um, the families, uh, there's a couple of families I follow on YouTube that are you know sailing around the world, and um, when they left originally, they left suburbia like six years ago. They were in Texas, and he was big in the oil industry, uh, flying uh, planes and helicopters and stuff from point to point for executives and doing all kinds of stuff. But uh, they had a really good life, and they could see everything going haywire. And they just said, we're buying a boat. <laughs> and the kids are like, what? <laughs> we don't want to do that. And within six months, every single one of them said, this is great. I'm so glad we did this. Um, and their youngest was, I think, maybe 10 years old at the time. And the oldest was in, well, she's like 20-something now. Yeah, but they've got, uh, their oldest son is... Um, He's 19, and he's still on the boat, and he hasn't left. He loves the, the lifestyle, and the kids are homeschooled, and it's such a fantastic group, and they're so, you know, helpful, loving, take care of each other. Uh, you know, of course, they have their times, just like any family, but um, the kids get a real education. If they're studying something, in many cases, it's they're, they're right there where they can see it. If you're studying marine biology strap on the tanks jump in the water and there it is you know <laughs> and uh those kids are so much more rounded you know they they bump into other boats with other kids from time to time and have you know their you know stuff but they're actually right now um bringing five people volunteers between the ages of like 17 and 20 uh to the boat just to give some more um you know, kind of different things just to give the kids somebody else to their age to, to, to mess around with and at the same time to give an opportunity to some people that are interested in, you know, deep water sailing. And uh, they just announced it the other day. They named the people and all this. It's going to be interesting to see how these kids do, but they're going to be on this boat for a month. And uh, there's all the family is five, and they're bringing five more. So ten people on that boat is going to be kind of crowded. should be interesting. But... Uh, just a chance to see them interacting and things is going to be pretty neat.
Yeah. Anywho. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we, um, you know, yesterday I exercised my, you know, one of the nice things about network marketing, I bumped into somebody who, I get this phone call from someone from the past who had used uh, Cerule products that they got from me. And I kind of wonder, why are they calling me now? And then they said, a friend of mine wants to know what your websites are. So I gave her the website for the Your DIY Health and the uh, Itericare. And next thing I know, it's, wow, this is somebody who's trying to recruit me. <laughs> and it just happens to be for a product that I already am a distributor for, which I'm not real impressed with. But you know, <laughs> anyway, this woman is, you know, the... It's not the same person. You know, she was basically signed up by this uh, this other person who's you know wants to try and recruit me, and uh, I said no, I'm not interested. I'm already in the in the business, and you know it hasn't really done anything for me, so I haven't been recruiting. And she sends proceeds to send me a couple of minute lecture via text message. Um, about oh, it's all about the science and this and that and the other thing. I said, well, maybe it is for you, but if I if I try something and I don't, you know, it doesn't do anything for me, I can't believe in it. I really can't promote it. That's the way I look at it. And uh, she's talking about all this money she's making and everything, and you know, all this comes through after I give her the information and she wants to sign up for Itericare. And now it's it's like, well, how do I pay you? And I said, you don't. That's one of the nice things about networking. I get to choose who I work with and who I don't. I think go find somebody else to <laughs> do this with. <laughs> I don't need you. And quite honestly, you know, this person seems like they're going to be extremely high maintenance, far higher than I'm willing to invest in one person. Uh, all they do is, you know, well, I can't do this. I don't do email. I do texting. And this is, okay, go do it with somebody else. <laughs> I don't uh -huh. need you. You know. That's the thing about networking. You find out real early, you know, you need people, but you don't need any particular people. And there are certain particular people that you not only don't need, but you don't want. And this person seemed like one of those that I probably don't want. Uh, so I said, nope, just uh, go somewhere else. You're blocked. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. But... Uh, you know, and the thing is, is I seldom, if ever, get headaches. But I noticed last night after, you know, going back, I mean, this woman is going back and forth, sending me text messages for like six hours. Can I do this? Can I do that? What about the websites? Well, you know, all kinds of things. Well, that doesn't make sense. That's crazy. Now, I want to do this. Knock yourself out. <laughs> Please. And I had a headache last night just from dealing with her text messages. I said, this is not, we ain't going to do this. <laughs> um, are you uh, in the uh, the etheric and energetic uh, belief spectrum even a little bit? The what? Well, what it sounds like to me is that this person is like an energy vampire and your exchanges with her, you know, uh, communicating with her like was draining your energy it was sure doing something <laughs> literally draining your life force i mean i i have people around me that do that yeah and uh one of them uh and how it happened i'll i'll try to encapsulate the story as quickly as possible i uh 
I uh, came down with a serious case of uh, whatever it was that they're labeling with the C word. But um, I was really at death's door for like three to four weeks. And I had um, gotten the IV M and the HCQ. Uh, and I started that and I started recovering and I was like doing better after a few days. And, but I was talking to this person. And I was talking to her for like 10 minutes. I said, look, I'm really, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to go lay down. She kept talking. So another 10 minutes went by. I said, I really have to go. Uh, I'm not feeling well. I have to go lay down. And then uh, she kept talking. And then 10 minutes, another 10 minutes went by. And I said, look, I really have to get off the phone because I'm not feeling well. You know, I'm, I'm just recovering. And, I'm, and she kept talking. And within three minutes of that third no that she ignored uh my energy completely drained uh i got nauseous i got dizzy uh my head was pounding i literally felt like the life was draining out of me and what i perceive that to have been is yeah. my saying no and allowing her to continue three times represented an etheric yes and that gave her permission to just drain me of every single spark that i had it <laughs> took me 12 hours of sleep and another uh three days just to recover from that phone call to get oh, back yeah. to where i was i've had things like that and i i make it a point to just stay if i even have the slightest inkling that somebody's going to be like that i just stay away from them and yeah. being retired and working for myself, it makes it a lot easier to do that. It's really hell on earth when you're employed somewhere and one of your co-employees or even worse, uh, supervisory people are like that. It just would, you know, drain the life out of you. And yeah. uh, I don't know if this person was, you know, like that or not, but it gave me the indication last night. I said, ooh. <laughs> If I got a headache now just answering these questions before she signs up, I can just imagine what it's going to be like mm -hmm. afterwards. And I said, I don't need hey, Jim, that kind of aggravation. Have you ever wondered about that term in itself? I find it kind of humorous employment. <laughs> yeah. I've what never really dwelled on it, but now that you mentioned it, I see what you're talking about. What is a ploy? <laughs> it's a trick. What is uh, M? The yeah. act of? The act of tricking people. It sure seems like it. I'll tell well, you what. Ment, you know, mental, mentis, um, government to yeah. control the mind. Mm -hmm. to so the act of tricking people mentally. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Where's Chris Cave when we need him? You know. <laughs> That's he a would, good question. He would break that down so well. Well, I miss that guy. Man. Just one of many that uh, went too soon because of this crap. Yeah. And again, I blame it on Trump. Operation Warp Speed. We're going to put it out there so fast. Yeah. The only, pass, the only pass I'll give Trump is he was surrounded by people that were... Uh, counseling yeah that that's... were his advisors that's the only pass i'll give him because you know oh who is he 
he's a real estate developer. You know, he's he's a construction guy. Yeah. He's not going to understand infectious disease and virus, viral theory, and everything else. However, even Donald Trump has access to the internet. True. And even Donald Trump can use a search engine. And you would have to be literally the ostrich of all ostriches, hiding your head in the sand, clear up to your tail feathers not to have been able to find the information out there that shows that these things are, number one, the disease itself has a 99.7% survival rate. There is absolutely no need for a, any kind of vaccine for something like that. Number two, you know, the fact that these things are rolled out that quick when the average vaccine takes 10 to 15 years and even then still kills people. Oh no! They showed that the patent on uh, the patent was applied for on the. Vaccine. Oh, I know they've been working on that stuff forever, but you know yeah, the warp it, speed it crap. Yeah, the, the outbreak even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this whole thing has been planned for years and years and years. The work of uh, Robert Martin is just unbelievable, and uh, but the thing is, is there are people. You know, granted, he's got advisors. He d- who David. picked his advisors? You know. Somebody Isn't it needs, David Martin. Yeah, uh, David Martin. Yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. Yeah, the guy with the bald head and the bow tie. I like that dude. <laughs> Me too. Just making sure we were thinking yeah, of the I, same I, one. It's been a while since I've seen any of his stuff, and it just it switched me. I was I get him and Robert Malone mixed. But yeah, uh, don't check into him too deeply. What's that? Don't check into him too deeply. <laughs> oh boy, don't scare me now. But anyway, the um, there's information out there that anybody could find if they looked for it. And the fact that even today, with all the information out there, the people that were supporting him before, tell me that he, you know, Alex Jones supported him big time during the election. And even Alex is saying, the one thing I got a problem with him, you know, the main thing is operation warp speed and his unwillingness to look at the facts and admit that he was hoodwinked bamboozled brainwashed whatever led astray and that's why i keep saying every time that guy goes somewhere his ego lands two hours before the plane because his ego won't allow him to admit that he was suckered and because of that he's as far as i'm concerned he's as guilty as all the rest of them you know he has his his out being out there telling people it's safe and effective people listen to him when they wouldn't listen to other people and they took the things because trump said they were safe and effective and they paid for it and chris cave paid for it because some other idiot close to him took it i tried to use that as a deterrent for all my family who didn't like trump it's like you guys are gonna go take the trump vaccine are you serious (laughs) And did it work? No. Trump nope. didn't make it. He didn't have anything. That, you know, that was Fauci. And it's like, yeah, that little troll. <laughs> yeah. You know, the brain dead are brain dead for a reason. Yeah. It's crazy. What's the media? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, They're drunk on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I th- I think we need to go back to talking about living on boats. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> I, I would absolutely love to live on a boat. I mean, I could build myself an island, you know, and let it just free float, go all over the place, and, and I'd be just fine. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm hoping, you know, things, if all what I'm hearing is good, I should be uh, placing my order soon. <laughs> and hopefully it will be ready next year. So I'll be putting out a Thank list you. for people to sign up as crew. <laughs> What was that? Jim. Yeah. You Whoever remember. Oh, Chuck. Yeah, go forget, ahead. Yeah. It, let's not forget that at the very beginning of the uh, COVID scam, he, Trump, on national TV in one of the press, um, live press conferences, he said, under his breath, he said, that he thought this was a hoax. Yep. So there, and we had, who was it? The Secretary of State. Uh, what was his name? I can't. Pompeo. Was, yeah, Pompeo said that uh, this was an exercise. So there, <laughs> that to, to absolve Trump, when you got that stuff on tape, to absolve him of any uh, responsibility for this fake pandemic that they put out, it, it's it's unconscionable. So, the, and you got another problem too with people like Ms. King, who likes to give him a uh, pass. And Ms. King says that his take on it is that Trump knew what he was doing. And getting rid of a lot of the leftists, basically, the the um, whiny, crying, they wanted a vaccine type people. And so he gave him a vaccine, you know. But the problem is that is far reaching over other people that aren't necessarily that way. And, and for whatever reason are geared towards vaccines and that type of uh well, you can't really call it medicine, but that type of brainwashing, they are geared towards. So th this, I, I can't give him, I, I mean, I don't know how you give him a pat. I want to be positive, but I can't find anything really positive about it. You know what I mean? I don't mm -hmm. want to just throw him under the butt. I would like to be no I would like to think that there is somebody who has some gut somewhere that actually knows what they're doing and can play their game and put it against them. But do I hold out hope for that? No. No, <laughs> no because ultimately what happens is is we wind up giving away our duty to do right and live right every day and to have an impact on those around us by doing things differently and succeeding at it. That's the key. We can do whatever we want. If we can't succeed at it, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to look at it and nobody's going to want to follow it. But if we can succeed, if we can do something different, turn our back on the government, not need them, and uh, build our own community, society, and, and, uh, and churches, Okay, real Christian Bible churches outside of their system that doesn't need them, 
and we returned back to the old biblical ways, the way that the early church was started, and throughout the Middle Ages as well, that that was under the persecution by the uh, by the office of the Inquis- Inquisition under the Vatican. If we can return back to those types of churches, even before the Protestants where we are dependent on each other and helping each other out, depend on the Lord, then you have a chance to do something different and other people will come. It's not, but if until that point, if we continue to hope and for a leader to take control and take over, uh, do the things for us that we should be doing for ourselves, and, and I'm not perfect, I, you know, I need help. We need to encourage each other to continue to do this. We need to grow and change individually and take on more responsibility. We've grown up in an age of a time frame in this last hundred years. Not that everybody's, but we're affected by the hundred years, 150 years or so. So to where we have let go um, of those responsibilities and duties that God has given us. We, we just let it go. And we've become dependent on on uh, this government. And I, I was talking to James, the Volta guy, the other day. I, I, that guy, I don't know how old he is, but he can't be that old. And we've gotten into pretty deep conversations. And he is incredible. A deep South Georgia guy who has his head on his shoulders pretty straight, pretty straight. I'm trying to lead him into what we know. And he he's not too far off. So this is uh, this is just what needs to happen. We need to get back to the basics and start and encourage each other to do those sorts of things that, to where we don't need the we don't need that kind of thing. See, mm-hmm. so when we establish the government, the self-government and the family government, the everything, all of our county governments and the, the local governments are built off of that. We can't even, ha- we have a hard time doing that. So, it, I mean, until we can accomplish that, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But you're always going to wind up with a corrupt government. The people are corrupt. We're corrupt. So we have to change it, and it's up to us to do that. Through the institution of a nanny state, we've grown lazy and in an, unable to manage our own affairs. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, to do that. yeah, and what I, oh, what I was going to say is that when I was talking to James, I was talking to him about, like, militias and the, the old-time militias and stuff, and we... So we become, and we were talking about women and how the government has targeted the families, but, and not the government, but agencies, and agents of the government, and govern, government entities. They have targeted the family for the last 100, 150 years, and especially the last 100 years, <clears throat> have gone after the family in trying to separate men and women and put a divide between the two, just like. Satan did with Adam and Eve, and uh, 
it caused Adam to fall into sin. So this is what we have now that they've separated out the women and they've caused a lot of the women, not all of them, but a lot of women today are like, and Alex and AJ has said this before, that the government is their husband. And so those women are dependent upon the government. And to try to get them off of that and back into a normal relationship with a husband is, I, I mean, the like attracts like. And so they attract those guys that are going to want to, they won't want to marry them. They won't take them on as a wife. They're going to go along for the ride with the government as well. Whatever man comes into the picture, because they can't report having a husband. <laughs> For one thing, um, and just it, there's a lot of we, we're gotten ourselves into a whole not, not necessarily us, but we're the product of what's been done before us, and we have and we're trying to try to slowly change that. Yep. But it takes it's going to take God's blessing. So we have to be right with Him in order to get that. Mm-mm-mm. To begin with, yep. So as long as long as we continue to ignore him and his son and his ways, then we're going to suffer. And I think I can temper what I said a little bit before. It's not so much we've become lazy; it's we've become distracted and burdened uh, through an overburdensome system that we haven't actually had the time to or the mindset to work locally. It's okay. Well, I, I just don't have enough. I don't have what it takes to deal with that. I'm just going to let the government do it. If the government says they'll do it. I'll let them do it. Therein lies the problem. Yeah. Well, I talk, I talk this, I say that, and I'm guilty of it too, as well. Of being more working with people more locally. Sometimes I just get, I get, <laughs> I get um, sideways in a way because at times because I, you know, I'm out here in, in Oklahoma. It's just my daughter and myself that think this way. Um, there's, of course, there's another guy here, but he's not in Oklahoma City. He's not around near me. And then I guess there's another guy. Roger sent me an email from a guy, a guy named Paul here in Oklahoma somewhere. But he hasn't responded back, so I don't have any clue where he is. He is, and so there's okay. There's like three of us that I know of, and but we're spread out, and so there's just not like you just kind of get. You have to watch complacency. I have to watch complacency. You know, and I need to. I need a fire, a fire lit under me sometimes. I just, I just get, I'm doing my thing. I'm trying to do my thing. God, I resemble that remark. But you need, you know, but we, it's hard to continue on that way. If you don't, if I didn't have my daughter next to me, I don't know if I would, I don't know how, um, and she's backed off some, so she's not as much into this uh, knowledge wise anymore as she was. And she's trying to pursue some other things. And, Worth, you know, cause worthy. So, but if you don't have people around you that can help encourage you, 
it could be come hard. I mean, it's, it's like uh, like Jim continues on, and his wife doesn't always. She's not on board with everything he's doing. So, and it sounds like the political stuff mostly, but the, when it comes to health, it's still it, she's in another world. You know that that doesn't that doesn't Rather really programming. One. <laughs> You know, the, the two together is a better, um, there's more strength to it. Surround yourself with people that help you grow. Well, I do have, I do have one like that, a couple. And so that he does help me. He's just and not a. And if you cannot surround yourself with people that help you grow, just surround yourself with people. You know, share energy with other people, and uh, you'll get the you'll get the strength, and you'll get the focus that you need. Yeah, I, it, um, I, I'm, I'm, th- I'm throwing something around in my head. I'm going to try to. I need to sit down and put some stuff together like Gary did. And then so I can get in and go talk to like uh, Chuck, my uh, Charles Key. I want to try to start. He bought some honey from me, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago or so. So we talked a little bit. We didn't get to talk long. And I, I miss talking to him. So I want to try to set up a dinner date or something to go talk and talk to him so we try to bring him in on what what we're doing um so there are thoughts going on in my head to do stuff i just gotta implement yeah um i just came across a meme uh this morning um it's a screen cap of and let me see if i can find it um uh, let's see. It was a screen cap of uh, The Simpsons, and the I mean, this this is freaking hilarious. Um, the first frame is Homer Simpson sitting on a couch, and uh, there's a monkey next to him, you know, while he's watching TV. And then the next cap is of Homer covered from head to foot with pox. And I believe this Simpsons episode was like season twelve or something like that. It was like three or four years ago, whatever. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm looking for the image right now. But <clears throat> Jim, uh, have you ever seen the Rand Paul? It's like a two or three minute clip where Rand Paul is saying it's time to resist. Actually, it's a sixty second clip, and I have it on my Telegram channel. I played it here. A week or so ago, I think. Um, I can play it again if I can find it here real quick. Well, uh, I just uh, dropped a link to a three-minute-long YouTube video that hmm. has the Rand Paul speech. Oh, okay. It's probably the one I have. is probably just a shortened version of that. Yeah, it's right, it's right there in the chat. Yeah, it's let me find YouTube it here. Part. It's time for us to resist. They can't arrest all of us. They can't keep all of your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed although I've got a long list of ones they might keep closed or might ought to keep closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and bureaucrats. We can simply say no. 
not again. Nancy Pelosi, you will not arrest or stop me or anyone on my staff from doing our jobs. We have either had COVID, had the vaccine, or been offered the vaccine. We will make our own health choices. We will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screenings and testings so you can continue your drunk with power reign over the Capitol. President Biden, we will not accept your agency's mandates or your reported moves towards a lockdown. No one should follow the CDC's anti-science mask mandates. And if you want to shut down federal agencies again, some of which aren't even back to work yet, I will stop every bill coming through the Senate with an amendment to cut their funding if they don't come back to work in person. Local bureaucrats and union bosses, we will not allow you to do more harm to our children again this year. Children are not at any more risk from COVID than they are from the seasonal flu. Every adult who works in schools has either had the vaccine or had their chance to get vaccinated. There is no reason for mask mandates, part-time schools, or any lockdown measures. Children are falling behind in school and are being harmed physically and psychologically by the tactics that you have used to keep them from the classroom during the last year. We won't allow it again. If a school system attempts to keep children from full-time in-person school, I will hold up every bill with two amendments, one to defund them and another to allow parents the choice of where the money goes for their child's education. Do I sound fed up to you? That's because I am. I'm not a career politician. I practiced medicine for 33 years. I graduated from Duke Medical School. I've worked in emergency rooms. I've studied immunology and virology, and I ultimately chose to become an eye surgeon. I've been telling everyone for a year now that Dr. Fauci and other public health bureaucrats were not following the science, and I've been proven right time and time again. But I'm not the only one who is fed up. I can't go anywhere these days without people coming up and thanking me for standing up for them, whether I'm at work or at events in Kentucky, at airports, in restaurants, or in stores. People thank me for taking a stand. They thank me for standing up for actual science, for standing up for freedom, for standing against mandates, lockdowns, and bureaucratic power grabs. I think the tide is turning as more and more people are willing to stand up. I see stories from across the country of parents standing up to the unions and school boards. I see brave moms standing up and saying, my kids need to go back to school in person. I see members of Congress refusing to comply with petty tyrant Pelosi. We are at a moment of truth and a crossroads. Will we allow these people to use fear and propaganda to do further harm to our society, economy, and children? Or will we stand together and say, absolutely not. Not this time. I choose freedom. Yeah, it's a longer version. I like that. The other one was only a minute long. It was just a clip out of this longer speech. But that was a good one. Thank you. I've got a, pic I've got a picture to send you also. Uh, the Simpsons Season 17, Episode 21. Hmm. That was in 2002. That was Homer sitting on a couch drinking a beer next to a monkey, and the next frame is he's covered in pox from head to foot. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, I, I've never been, you know, I've never watched The Simpsons on a regular basis, but I'll tell you what, whoever the, the writers are and the people that produce that show, they are clairvoyant. They got, they got some uh, uh, pretty accurate crystal ball. 
the things they put out there are, you know, just great. Paul, are you even suggesting that Homer had some interesting interaction with that monkey? No, he was just sitting. He was just sitting on the couch watching TV, drinking a beer. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not going there. Now he wasn't smoking a cigarette, or that would have been after the. Uh... <laughs> hey Jim, Jim what's right. your Telegram channel? I'll, I'll pop that picture to you. Uh, I'll put the link to it in the. Um... Well, actually, I don't know what my own personal one is. I never use it, <laughs> but I'll put the the one for the show in there, and uh, there it is. There you go. Any telegram link yeah. will work. There we go. Oh, well, that would have been easy. <laughs> Why didn't I? <laughs> crying out loud. Well, I can never remember it anyway, you know. <laughs> T.me slash. You know, there we go. Oh, but, yeah, okay. Well, I'm mm -hmm. already in that group. Yeah. Uh, but I can't. Um, uh, I don't know if, I can't remember if that thing is set up so... And I don't know how to change it if it, to make it possible to post things there. Um, yeah, I I can't post there. Let me find my other one because uh, that one people do send me stuff on. Um, mm. Give me a sec here. Uh, hopefully, Luffy is charged. Hmm. Where is it? Hey, Chuck, are you still there? And if so, can you tell me what the MMS? Is that you use recommend this stuff from Australia? I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. Uh, I posted in the chat recently. Yeah, it says MMSHealthyForLife.com. Oh, there it is. Yeah. No, oh, I see that. Thank you. I'm sorry, I overlooked it. Huh? Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I actually found a bottle of that sitting on my counter this morning, but there was no um, uh, indication on where it came from. It just talked about the stuff, but it didn't say that it was, uh, you know, a, a website or anything. <laughs> I'm surprised. I can't find my uh, um, my address. Let me. Hmm. Yeah, mine doesn't have anything on it either. Um. Yeah. And I couldn't remember who I bought it from. Paul, just do a search for Jim Ram. In um, the, uh... I did. The only thing that comes up is uh, your DIY help. Really? Hmm. It might be because I've never... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, just first name, Jim underscore Ram. There you go. That should do that it. That would be it. Yeah, drop it in there and I'll, I'll, I should see it pop up here. I'll know for sure that was me. All right, let me see if... Uh... I'm the only Jim Ram I know of in the country. There's well, no, there's one other one. He's in a cattleman society or something out west. He's probably not on Telegram. <laughs> I've come across a bunch of other Rams on uh, Facebook. Okay, something just popped up here. What changed? Hmm. Well. Uh, it says it sent it to you. Hmm. Normally those things pop up at the top of the list when that comes in, but I'm not seeing anything at the top of the list. I'll just have to, uh, I'll have to look through here and see if I can find it. What's your uh, name on Telegram? Um, I'm 
I'm not even sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Me here, and there we go. I just, I just uh, send it to your private Telegram. Hmm. Why am I not seeing anything? Had last seen recently. Um, Hmm. All right. Well, well, we'll we'll work this out. Yeah. Somehow or another. Yeah. Oh well. Weird. Oh well, somebody just did a did a thumbs up on it. No, no, that was me. I was hovering over it. Ah, uh, someone wants to know the difference between MMS and DMSO. MMS mm-hmm. is actually the, the the term for that came from uh, Jim Humble. He calls it Miracle Mineral, Mineral Solution. It's actually chlorine chlorine dioxide. DMSO is dimethyl sulfon uh, dimethyl sulfon I can't remember dimethyl sulfonate dioxide. Yeah, something like that. What he said, <laughs> and um, two totally different things. DMSO is actually a, it's a um, industrial um, what's the word I'm looking for um, solvent uh, solvent, and it has the uh, very interesting thing. The one of the things that it does is anything that you mix in it and put it on the skin it goes right through the skin into the bloodstream and uh, totally different uh, product it's a sulfur bearing molecule as opposed to miracle mineral solution which is chlorine dioxide Uh, totally different chemical makeup does a totally different thing chlorine dioxide is a fantastic it's a commercial disinfectant and um, it's used primarily Prior to this, it was used big time on cruise ships to disinfect them if there was an outbreak of some kind of bug or something, they thought. Um, But two totally different things. Um, Hopefully that give you a little bit of um, uh, insight or update on that, best I can. Anyway, let's see. Ah, got another one coming out. Um, Where is it? Uh. Top Israeli scientist, monkey monkeypox outbreak is linked to mRNA injections. And lo and behold, Twitter censors his tweet. <laughs> pro-vaccine, oh. pro-pharma scientist. What's that? You're kidding. <laughs> yeah. Lo and behold, wonder of wonders. Yes, Twitter censored a tweet. I can't imagine that. Speaking of that, I'm waiting to see whether uh, Facebook is going to censor my uh, posting of the um, Rand Paul rant that you just gave me, <laughs> we just played. Um, we shall see. Uh, oh, here we go. Let's see. War safety warnings due to safety recall involving battery fires. Chevrolet Bolt EVs and EUVs are prohibited from parking at this facility until further notice. <laughs> this is an in-ground uh, uh, parking garage. A big sign put out in front of it. That's interesting. I thought it was Volt, not Bolt. Hmm. Maybe they do both. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Anyway, let's uh, get back to what I was looking at here. Oops. Accidentally popped it down. Here we go. Uh, pro-vaccine, pro-pharma scientists, and medical doctors around the world continue to sound the alarm about the devastating effects of the COVID-19 injections. Israeli professor... Shemuel Shapira, MD, MPH, served as Director General of the Israeli Institute for Biological Research, 
between 2013 and 2021, where he sought to develop an Israeli-made COVID-19 injection so that the country would be not be dependent upon American Pfizer-made shots. Well, that was a smart thing, but necess- unnecessary. Just promote nutrition. <laughs> Dr. Shapira is also the founder and head of Military Medicine Department of the Hebrew University Faculty of Medicine and the IDF Medical Corps. In addition, he is a senior research fellow at the Institute International Institute for Counterterrorism at Reichman University in Israel. In other words, he's got some pretty good credentials. Shapiro was previously... De- oh, let's go on to where he actually... Last week, uh, used Twitter last week to announce that he was physically injured after his third Pfizer injection and that monkeypox cases were rare for years. During the last years, a single case was documented in Israel... It is well established that MRA injections affect the natural immune system. A monkeypox outbreak following massive COVID injection is not a coincidence. Twitter has reportedly forced him to remove these tweets. We have previously reported how the in how the expose discovered that monkeypox is only circulating in countries where the Pfizer injection has been distributed. That's right. And mostly you know, probably 99.9% amongst the uh, Pete Buttigieg types. Uh, anyway, Israeli monkeypox outbreak is linked, and Professor Shemuel Sapira, one of Israel's foremost scientists, suggested in a tweet that the monkeypox outbreak is linked to MRA injections. Twitter immediately sprung into action and forced the doctor to delete his message if he wanted to continue using their platform. Professor, what's his name? Uh, served as a boy. They keep touting his uh, <laughs> credentials. Uh, and the founder, founder, they just repeating everything. Um, Moneypox cases were rare for years. During the last uh, years, a single case was documented in Israel. Well established that the blah 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 blank. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Last, uh, just looking at this thing, Doctor Eli da- David or David, <laughs> professor, head of the Israeli Biological Institute. Twitter knock, locked his account and forced him to delete it. They know more about biology than him. And they actually show the his tweet, and it's been redacted. Um, it is well established that the blank, blank, blank affect the, nat- in other words, mRNA injections, affect the natural immune system, a monkeypox outbreak following the advent or the outbreak of or passing of the Pfizer jabs. It is not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, so they just... Covered everything over. Man, glad I canceled out of Twitter a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, yeah. Jim, I'm trying to send you uh, an email through your website, and I got a message that said your your connection is not private. Uh, uh, that the uh, certificate on uh, it's because, uh, the mail know, service expired 68 days ago. Yeah, it's because my... Um, provider of the service or whatnot that my site is done with is uh, I don't have it set up for HTTPS. It's not but it's still safe. You can just send it to Jim at yourdiyhealth.com It'll come right through. Instead of using the link on the website. Oh! oh perfect! Yeah. Make <laughs> life a little easier. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, anybody listening, just use Jim at yourdiyhealth.com uh, I'm going to, when I get a chance, I'm going to go in there and try and set up a, a direct 
um, thing instead of the other one that goes through the uh, company that makes the software that I use to do the website and for some reason it sends it to their mothership and then from there it goes to me so it's kind of a a layer of um, security I guess you could say is the way they look they promote it but it's kind of a pain in the butt because sometimes it goes through and sometimes it doesn't so just use Jim at yourdiyhealth.com and it will go right through and hmm my gaddy's been trying to send me an email of the first hour of his show for this week, and it's not showing up anywhere. I don't know what's going on. Ugh. Love email when it works, and it's a pain in the backside when it doesn't. Ugh. Anyway, let's see here. I'm just checking my uh, text messages because uh, that person I was telling you about that was going to sign up, and I decided not to... Um, was sending me half a dozen different uh, messages during the show here. Well, I want to pay. How do we do this? Is the pro different? You know, all this other stuff. I've changed my mind. <laughs> I think you should look for another sponsor. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I expected a whole okay. bunch of crap coming back from that one, and so far no response. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe she's crying or something. Who knows? <laughs> I sent that pic to you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and, Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, no problem. Oh, there it is. <laughs> well, look at that. Oh, goodness. I want to drag this over to the telegram. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sitting there next to his monkey. Episode 17, uh, or wait a minute, season 17, episode 21, 2002. Stay woke. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's classic. I'll tell you what. The Simpsons is, you know, I should watch it. I just don't have time. <laughs> But some of the stuff they come up with, where are they getting this? In 2002, especially. Man, that's pretty wild. Right. And Jeez. what about Family Guy? Family Guy's in a limousine. <laughs> He's in Boston. He's dialing a phone. And as soon as he gets done dialing the phone, he hears an explosion, hangs up, dials the number again, and <clears throat> finishes dialing the phone. Here's another explosion. Okay. What happened? The Boston Marathon bombing. There was two explosions separated by about 10 seconds. <laughs> and that Family Guy episode occurred before the marathon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. No. You know why? Because they already did. Hmm. Man, that's crazy. Oh, boy. Who'd have thunk it? That's just wild. And then, of course, the um, the little cartoon. I had the clip I played it on here before of the, um, I'm trying to remember what it was, uh, cat scratch fever uh, vaccine. And uh, that was classic. You know, I'm trying to remember the whole thing, and I can't, you know. Probably could. Let me see here. <laughs> uh, what, was that another Weird Al Yankovic thing? I did actually. No, this find... was a this was a uh, Simpsons. Um, let me see if I can find it here. I did actually find the uh, the Al Yankovic uh, um, "Cats in the Kettle." Oh yeah, and downloaded that. That, mm -hmm. that is just hilariously funny. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, what was that? The cat something or other flu. 
uh, cat flu episode clip. I think this is it. Let's see here. Um, yeah, here we go. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health care. Yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is so Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Uh, well, well, we certainly believe in testing, but I... Oh, oh. Wow. Wow. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, we've got our deadly disease. Now, we just have to blame it on something that's in every household, something that people are a little bit afraid of already. House cat flu is coming, people. The Center for Disease Disinformation predicts with some degree of probability that the house cat flu might spread in the following hypothetical outbreak pattern. So petter beware, that warm body on your lap just might be ready to destroy your tender fiddles. <coughs> Springfielders are advised to stay tuned for more information if they experience any of the following symptoms. Mild thirst, occasional hunger, tiredness at night. <laughs> there you go. And that was... Uh... Well, it was posted April 8th of 2020, but uh, this is... You know real chili. Never had... I hate these things. Um, where'd it go? Oh, that changed everything. Um, uh, episode was in 2010. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to, and that changed when this stupid thing came up. Uh, yeah, 2010 episode. Interesting viewing in 2020. <laughs> yeah. How do they come up with this stuff, you know? Wow. It's like they've, uh, they've, I wonder. they've read the book ahead of time. Art predicting life. That's what that is. I guess the point we're trying to make is there is all kinds of uh, information out there on the internet. Oh, yeah. Completely dispel anybody's thought that what we're dealing with today is the real deal. Yeah. What happened to the signal there? Berg. Yeah, I believe it's Gary in Montana. There we go. Okay. Yeah, Gary, Gary in Montana. You've got uh, you've got a really heavy duty hum coming through, and it's echoing yeah. back everything else. It happened a week or so ago too. Not sure what's going on. Run into if you run into anybody that thinks that this pandemic is the real deal. There's lots of resources out there. All it takes is a couple of minutes with Google. I actually used Google to find those clips. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's it's not hard. It's yeah. not rocket surgery. <laughs> and surprisingly enough, Google isn't uh, censoring those searches, which is kind of weird. Oh, man. That's why I was surprised. Yep. Uh, here we go. 
Mike in Nebraska, I just shut your video off. <laughs> there you go. Get our bandwidth done. Let's see here. Um, Sorry about that, Jim. I found oh, around the car here. That's no problem. Stuff happens. Things in you know, mind. I don't know how it happens, but there. I don't know if there's a keyboard shortcut or what, but something or ever. Every once in a while, I, I'll hit a key, and all of a sudden, I'm muted. <laughs> so, yeah. There's some little idiosyncrasies with Jitsi that uh, pop up and bite us every once in a while. No big deal. Anyway, let's just look and see if there's anything else worth covering here in the last few minutes. Wonder how Judy's doing. Uh, hey, Jim, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yeah. Go ahead. You guys were talking about a Simpson episode, I think, but I wanted to let you know that uh, Clive Custler, who's a big author, C.J. Box, who's a big author, Thomas Greenius, who's a big author, and uh, one more, I can't think of it, but they're all best-selling authors. They all predicted coronavirus in, in a various novel way before this happened. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, not surprising. I mean, it, it's just a, it's a big quinky dink. Predictive programming. Yeah. You know, the town exactly. isn't just the TV. It's not just the one-eyed Jew lobotomy box. Mm -hmm. They just, you know, they got to let us know what they're going to do before they're going to do it. And that's how well, somehow well, it's in the movie. You know, Sometimes the, it's the, cartoons. The, on TV. Oh, uh, the, the, four, the fourth author was Lincoln Child. And they're all four best-selling on the New York best-selling list as uh, fiction writers. Hmm. So, for what it's worth. Hmm. What do they do? They operate in commerce and they operate in administrative procedure. And one of the primary procedures is notice. They have to give notice. Yep. Bingo. And the vast majority of the generally dumb public don't see the news really when it comes. Bum. What's that? Gen <laughs> I'm sorry. Generally dumb public. I, I was barely recovered from uh, one eye wonder to uh, whatever. And uh, <laughs> head with my chicken cut off. <laughs> one eye do lobotomy box. Yeah, that yeah, one too. One eye do lobotomy box. There we go. Mm -mm -mm. It's amazing the things that people come up with. <laughs> Oh man, let's see here. I got I wish I had this other, this newer version of the mixer. <laughs> a little late. <laughs> oh man. But let's see, we got about five and a half minutes. I got a question. Sure. Go ahead, Chuck. Anybody have, I mean, I haven't really done taking the time to try to fight that one look for this because i know my information on covid and stuff that i had in the past was spread out but my son I, i've been i need to sit down i got to send him some information because he's talking about he's working at ups right now <laughs> in the warehouse and mm -hmm. he's hating it um well they had a a girl had an accident broke her broke her uh, elbow somehow i she fell off Anyway, it's a long story. So she and it and he saw the whole accident, so it's kind of got him shaken up. I think that's one of the reasons why he wants to get away from there. 
But he's talking about going to, they got this place in uh, Bethany, Oklahoma, which is uh, like a little suburb of Oklahoma City. They're, they have this place called a children's center, right, where they have, I guess they're orphan children or, I can't, I don't recall, but they have, it's a children's center where they have children that stay there. And so he's taught his uh, grandma works there, and he's talking about going over there working. And she took a religious exemption because they were requiring shots, mm-hmm. and she took a, a religious exemption, and which I'm kind of shocked actually. Um, so some of the things that I influenced, maybe I had a little influence early on before things went sideways. So he anyway, so he said. Uh, He's talking about going there, and I was talking to him about not getting the shot. And he, at this point, doesn't have a problem getting the shot, but he hasn't really looked up the information. I think he sees the positive information, but not the negative information. So I told him I'd send him some stuff, but I was wondering if there's like one site that somebody might know of that has, that just explains all this stuff in one place. I don't have to go looking all over the... If I uh, was going to send them to one place, it would be Health Impact News. And I'm putting a link in the chat room right now. Um, that's basically what they cover for the most part. Un, untested, dangerous monkeypox vaccine about to get the EUA to avoid legal liability for deaths and injuries. You know, all that kind of, that's basically, and they, the best part, if you can call it that, is they constantly have, you know, if you scroll down, okay, here we go, 76,789 deaths, 6,089,773 injuries reported in U.S. and European databases following COVID-19 jabs. And they show pictures and pictures and pictures of people who are either dead or uh, suffering severe health issues after taking these things. Um, you know, this one thing, when you click on it, um, it shows, okay, total reactions from the mRNA injection, uh, Tazen Armoran, uh, which is BNT162B, which is community from BioNTech Pfizer. 72,801 blood and lymphatic system disorders, 315 deaths. 84,773 cardiac disorders, including 3,205 deaths. And it lists all this stuff. You get the facts, the figures, shows the pictures of the people. Um, 17-year-old boy, dead. 41-year-old woman, dead. 36-year-old woman, dead. 51-year-old woman, dead. Singer-composer, dead. Um all the different things, news reports, and how it's all it was a just a an amazingly you know nobody can understand how it could happen. It was a total strange thing, unexpected, you know, all this junk. If this site doesn't convince them, nothing will. Um, is the best way to put it. Yeah, well, again, he's a hey Jim. Yeah, he's that younger generation that likes to watch videos and not read. Well, there's a bunch of videos in here too. It has okay, information good. about the people and all that. Um, who else was that, Gary, or or Mike? That was Mike. Okay, uh, go ahead, Mike. And Jim, uh, Telegram has a channel called 
COVID vaccine injuries, and there's 82,000 subscribers, and they've got just, if, if this guy watched a couple of videos, it'll scare the daylights out of him. So it's all the people putting in their cases of how they've been injured or killed or whatever by their relatives, uh, their relatives reporting on the dead people, of course. But COVID vaccine injuries on Telegram. Yeah, and there's also COVID vaccine victims, COVID vaccine injuries, uh, COVID vaccine death reports. You just put COVID vaccine in there and you're going to get a bunch of them. Um, okay. So, yeah, there's a couple of good spots. And, you know, because, you know, Telegram's really good with videos and stuff, too. Uh, yeah, I think, I, I think on his part, part of the problem is this is like his second job. He's 19, and so this is his second job. And uh, I think he thinks that this would be an easy move for him because his grandma works there already. And the the problem I have with it is, well, well, we're out of time. I gotta I, have to cover it tomorrow, man. Sorry. Right. Take care, everybody. This is the only place you have to live. We'll be back tomorrow with Mike Gaddy talking about the Articles of Confederation and Perpetual Union. See you then. Take care and God bless. <laughs>